Spawnery is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaku, y'all. What up, what up, what up, everybody here on the Spawn of Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. What the deal be? I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're having a fantastic week. I hope you're all having a lot of good energy in your body, in your soul, in your mind, in your heart. Hope you are doing the things that you want to do. Hope you are building out a fantastic space for yourself, for your communities, for your life, for all the things that actually matter so extremely excited to have all of you here rocking with me on our show we're doing the show a little bit earlier we're going to have some conversations about some changes that are becoming they're going to be coming up on the show very very soon uh so we're going to talk about that towards the end of the show you know we're thinking about changing it up a little bit we're going to be moving things around in all of those ways if you are watching us live here on twitch thank you so much for being here if you're listening in podcast land thank you so much for downloading the show please make sure you're following the show on all the podcast platforms make sure you're giving us love there five star reviews are always welcome and appreciated if you're listening to us on chat uh here on twitch we usually rep and, and, and hang out with the chat either after the show or during our break so if i don't recognize you or at least uh uh, not recognize you at least i don't um acknowledge you in chat immediately just know that i see what you're saying in the chat and that you know we're rocking with you and uh, i see you and i appreciate all the things that you're saying in chat if you're saying nice things if you're saying terrible things then i don't appreciate you and i'll get the mods on you they're gonna come get you anywho if you missed our last episode, you missed a banger, always go check out the archives, go check out the stuff that we're doing. We had a fantastic mini episode with our friend Horizon, who was a part of the McDonald's Future 22. Super cool streamer, super cool uh, uh, content creator who came through and we did this really fantastic thing with McDonald's, which was super cool to be able to do to have some sponsored content with them and talking about some of the programs that they were doing. So again, McDonald's, thank you so much for coming through and repping for the show. Massive love to everyone in Chicago for watching it's over on our YouTube channel so please go make sure you're checking that stuff out uh, and, and do all of those things in that way one of the things that I would love to talk about real quick is like I have been in the midst of a lot of different things it's been a literally interesting month you know I'm, I'm working through a bunch of stuff and, and getting myself ready and you know trying to keep myself in the mix all the time because you know you're always trying to figure out good ways to be you know engaged with with everything and, and, and be in the mix and try to be, you know, on top of stuff and, and trying to be like, you know, on point. And a lot of that stuff, you know, I don't know how you all feel at home, but a lot of that stuff is actually kind of draining. It saps a lot of your mental energy to be able to be on top of everything all the time, especially if you're a content creator. It's extremely difficult to be able to kind of figure out, you know, how many things you have to be able to, 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 to point at, you know, this this week alone. Uh, for something epic uh, again please check out something epic it is it is something that we've been doing with our friends over at uh, uh, epic games we're a partner with them so please use our creator code spawn on me if you're going to do things in the epic game store I need to put that as a bumper in the show somewhere I recorded three shows this week three episodes of that whole entire show this week had a full day interview for a job that went from nine to four o'clock in the in the afternoon 
trying to get content together. We did a photo shoot for uh, a new piece of equipment that we're going to be talking about early next week that's still under embargo. It is busy. I've been unemployed probably twice in my life and for long stretches. Uh, and so far we're moving on what three months now I left my last job over at Riot in January and now you know end of January so basically it's like two months right two and a half months and man I've been so busy just trying to make sure Bracago is doing good stuff making sure Spawnomy is making things happen um, and all of that to say I want to thank all of you as usual for you know, being a part of our audience and being a part of our, our internet family, I think it is always really helpful to see numbers move. Of course, we want the numbers to be bigger than what they are. We're, we're a smaller show um, in that way in terms of our numbers and listenership and subscribership. Hopefully people will subscribe even more. But all of the work that I do behind the scenes that you may not see is a lot of stuff that goes into making this engine run for this show. Uh, me learning new things. I'm learning Unreal Engine uh, 5. Uh, I'm putting together the second studio, I'm connecting with brands and trying to get guests on the show. Uh, and someone the other day was like, Hi, how much of this stuff do you do? Like, how many people do you have helping you? Because the stuff that you do is really, really good. Like, you have fantastic production you're always on social you're getting stuff done you're making moves all that stuff he's like how many people help you with spawn on me on the daily and i was like me it's all me <laughs> i do 99.9 percent .9 of everything that happens that you get a chance to see as a listener of our show as a part of bracago as a part of all of this stuff there is no crew i may i may you know spend a little bit of money to get something edited or, you know, help, you know, have some other folks, you know, potentially who have offered up some help to potentially do stuff like that. Uh, you saw some of that stuff out, out in the world uh, in the past couple of weeks with the Spawnies controllers being out in the world and people, you know, getting those together, all that stuff. Like people helped make that happen, but like all the legwork to get all that stuff together was is, is me. And it's draining and it's hard. Uh, and I've been doing it for almost, a decade. This has been something that's been going on for almost 10 years. Uh, we just had our ninth year, you know, earlier on in the year in January, but we're almost creeping up on a decade of spawn on me, which is wild to say out loud. But I, so, so all of that to say, um, if I'm not really, you know, super communicative on socials, if you don't see me tweeting a lot, if you don't see me, you know, talking a bunch about all the, the scuttlebutt of the day, it's not because I don't care. It's not because I'm not paying attention. It's not because I'm not interested in some of the, of the conversations. Some of them I think are just stupid. We don't need to be talking about some of the stuff. Um, but I'm, but I, I, all that to say, I'm busy. I'm constantly busy. Uh, and constantly trying to bust my ass to grow, constantly trying to figure out good ways to be helpful to other people, constantly trying to figure out ways to, um, you know, figure out what's the, the balance that you have to do as a as a husband, as a friend, as a content creator, as a person with big dreams and a person who wants to see the industry and all of us do better in the space. So I'm trying really hard and uh, it's just been rough, but it's been invigorating and it's been challenging and it's been awesome so i think if you are a person who is continuing to do this work 
and you are finding that you're getting into good spaces and you find that you're doing some stuff and it's hitting, continue to push. I think I think you you know your voice is, is valid. There is no space within this industry that is untapped. I think that there, you know, even though there are things that are people are doing already, you have your own spin on whatever that may be. That spin is important. That spin is that spin is yours and it's unique. So if you're thinking about it and you're like, I don't know if I want to do it because somebody else has already done it, it doesn't matter. Go do the thing that you want to do. Make the thing that you want to make. Now is the best time on the planet to be a creator because there is so many spaces for you. There are so many avenues for you. There are so many different ways that you can make the thing that you want to make and make it dope. So I want you to all to believe in that. I want you to take that and soak that into your bodies, into your mind, into your hearts, into your souls. And I want you to, to, to do the thing that makes you happy. You don't have to do stuff that people want you to do. You don't have to be on a platform that's treating you badly. You don't have to be engaged in shitty conversation for the sake of people uh, 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 you know, you know, managing those conversations, both on the good sides and the bad sides. There's a lot of conversations within those spaces that are by some of our most favorite people in the space. And some of those folks are terrible human beings. Right. So all of that, again, thank you so much for rocking with us. Thank you so much for being a part of our family. And, uh, you know, what we're going to do we're about to get up into the 411. So, what up, what up, what up, what up? So, first story of the day is all about Activision and Blizzard now converting some of their U.S.-based QA workers to full-time positions. One of the things that they had been doing in the past was not paying their QA workers up to a reasonable, uh, a reasonable rate. Uh, it was not a thing that they were doing. It was not a thing that they were paying for. And they were got pulled onto the rug because a lot of their QA workers were starting to talk about the conversation about unionizing and trying to figure out good ways that they would be able to sustain their lives by doing the work that they do every week. It is nuts that that is a thing that we are now seeing Blizzard and Activision now with all the things that have happened to them in the past and all the things that have been moving around that company for so long pre-acquisition and now post-acquisition now seeing almost 1100 of the US US based uh, um, contractors and temporary workers now finally get raised up to a level of $20 an hour, which is still not a lot of money. Still not a lot of money when a lot of these folks are living in California, not a lot of money is wild. So the folks over at uh, Bloomberg have helped to share this. Jason Schreier and Cecilia D'Anastasio uh, have, have been talking about this and, and, and boosting up this story and breaking this news very, very uh, earlier today. Uh, so it seems like I'm going to read some of the stuff off of uh, the page. Uh, it looks like in December, Activision converted 500 temporary roles to full-time positions while ending 20 contract ones. Uh, there was a bunch of outrage that ensued over that. And folks who were in that QA layer started to talk about 
getting a union together uh, at Raven and a couple other different places as well. So the National Labor Relations Board in February heard some arguments about this and they hadn't put out a ruling yet, right? So the conversation had moved, internet movement happened. There was a lot of conversation there around, again, some of the things that Activision and Blizzard weren't doing well and how this would affect all of the folks not only working there, but again, how does this then play into the conversation about what do people want from the unionization efforts that we've seen move across a lot of the gaming industry of late, right? I think unions are fantastic. I think fantastic this is a fantastic thing to be able to lean on to for collective bargaining, for making sure that your workers have all the things that they need so that they can feel really comfortable in the ways that they are doing the work. Um, it has always been a thing that as a person who has worked in a union for 10 years uh, or who used to work in a, in a union for 10 years, um, knowing all the layers of all that stuff of the way you're able to bargain for for better uh, job uh, placement and for pay and for benefits and all those kinds of things is just really important, right? So I want that to be the foundation of a lot of this part of the conversation. An interesting layer of that is because this is the only, the only reason this has happened is because of all the internet backlash. I don't think Activision and Blizzard would have done any of this if those conversations hadn't bubbled up, if we hadn't seen also a new layer of that conversation happening in other companies like Amazon getting their first union uh, in the past couple of weeks, in the past week, I would say. So you have the combination of the internet getting in their asses. You have workers fighting for themselves and making sure that they're in a space to feel like they are getting what they need and doing the work behind the scenes to make that happen. And then you see all of that pressure now moving into a space that has made Activision Blizzard now reconsider all of that stuff. An interesting layer of this after the story had initially broke was that Raven workers are not a part of this boost in pay. Uh, there's a layer there, uh, and I don't know exactly what the, uh, oh, uh, let me let me read it actually. An Activision Blizzard spokesperson said, Raven workers won't receive new pay initiatives due to legal obligations under the National Labor Relations Act. And the spokesperson added that whether Raven workers choose to unionize has nothing to do with the salary increases elsewhere for Activision QA workers. A representative of the Communications Workers of America, which is is representing Raven in the union push, didn't immediately respond for comment. So a lot of this, the the process changes uh, started last year. Again, a lot of this is coming up from that from that space really sucks for Raven folks who are not going to be a part of this pay bump, which is also really stupid and doesn't make a lot of sense of how that works. Um, that is really trash that that's a thing that's not going to happen for them. Um, so I'm, I'm sad for them in that way. I do think this is a, a net positive. Um, you know, a lot of the conversation was also coming through about whether or not Xbox buying them out is going to kind of stunt any ability for union growth and how is that going to potentially maneuver for Activision and Blizzard representatives and and company members under that new umbrella and will Microsoft actually be folks who are going to help to move some of those goalposts for all of those workers when they've dealt with a lot of stuff in terms of harassment and bad management and all of those things put together. So 
it's a it's a good thing. I'm happy for them to be able to have figured out what that's going to look like for them um, in that way. We'll see what happens because this is still a breaking story. It's still a lot of stuff that's in movement and in, in, in flight. So we'll come back to that and, and hopefully we'll get some more info from Jason and Cecilia uh, who are breaking this on Bloomberg uh, in their spaces. Super, super cool. Really good. Happy for them. Really hope that Raven folks are able to get in there because they make a lot of the multiplayer layers of a lot of the games that we see in the Activision and Blizzard suite. So that's going to be really telling to see if they make that up. Second story of the week is all about the state of Unreal. Epic Games came through uh, with their state of Unreal the other night or other day. Uh, and it's one of the things that I always look at. I always watch State of Unreal uh, because I think, you know, besides all the work that we are doing with them now this year, a couple of layers that are there for me personally are really important. One, Unreal Engine 5 is now launching this live. That's the thing that is now out in the world. A lot of folks have been talking about the move from UE4 to UE5. And now we're in this space where we're talking about Unreal Engine being out in the world. Uh, Unreal Engine 5 being out in the world and how important that's going to be not only for game makers, but for folks who are in the movie business and the, the content production space. I personally am just blown away about all the stuff I've seen from UE5 so far. And, you know, again, UE4 was doing really great work. UE4 was there for a long period of time in the way that games were being made. And it was kind of the, the you know, the benchmark for a lot of different ways that games were going to be coming to market. The thing that changed a lot of that for me was then seeing things with the Mandalorian, right? When you had that layer of Mandalorian that was now not only using, you know, this this platform uh, and this production platform for making games, but now this was a thing that was in the space for making movies. And that conversation of making movies was way different in the ways that we had seen you know, production move in this way. The virtual production was a thing that was a very, very hands-on thing. It was a lot of green screen. It was a lot of big video screens behind characters. Like anytime you'd ever see somebody driving in a car and you saw the background moving behind them and that kind of stuff, a lot of that was virtual production, but it wasn't in the same ways that we're seeing now where all the assets are digital. The stages are digital. The camera movements are digital. You may have physical cameras on that stuff, but it's all working through all of that stuff, right? So those things are really important and really interesting because of State of Unreal and how Unreal Engine is going to drive a lot of that stuff. Um, uh, but I think the thing that has gotten me most excited about all of it has been, man, they are just hitting on so many different cylinders in terms of you know, angles that they want to kind of tap into, you know, the idea of Epic Games just being the Fortnite company is so dated at this point. It is not a thing. It is a main major thrust for a lot of the work they do. But again, they are the backbone for so many games that we get a chance to play uh, throughout throughout our lives now at this point like a lot of that stuff is is really freaking ridiculous and awesome in the ways that we get a chance to see it but it's also one of those things that's happening in real time in ways that we just don't necessarily get the chance to see yet we're seeing the foundations of a lot of that stuff one of the, a couple of things that came out that were really important or really interesting from state of unreal this year was one if you're again if you're watching this in video form uh they came through with this new kind of tech demo and game called Lyra, which is a fully 
like baked game that you'll be able to play as a shooter in the game you'll be able to edit the levels edit the way the game plays and they've done it in this way where from what what they've talked about one of the biggest parts of unreal 5 is that it's gotten a lot more user friendly for folks who want to design games and want to work within the engine uh the demo that we're seeing here and that we saw during the original broadcast it looks super cool to be able to dig through this kind of multiple layered, really professional, potentially gameplay making engine and doing it as a layman who is not a person who is fully, you know, I never went to school for that stuff. Never, never, never studied it. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos and those kinds of things, which are all available for people to watch, but seeing how you can basically click and drag and pull in not only big assets, but levels and layers and all that kind of stuff into this game is kind of dope. It's super cool to see how how nimble this new engine is in the ways that we had hoped that it would be and how cool this stuff is going to be for other layers of production. I am really excited again because we're starting to dig into some virtual production stuff uh, you know, in, in, in the crib. That's the thing that I'm going to be playing around with at some point, uh, you know, hoping that we're going to be able to do those things as well is going to be really fun and, and, and interesting. Like it's just going to be, you know, all of it is going to be just like, what are we going to be able to do at home? Like, what are we going to be able to do with, you know, stuff that used to be just for folks who were like only at Epic Games and Epic Studios or if you were working at a big dev company. Like, it's just so wild. I'm just going to click through a couple of stuff that I saw within there that was kind of dope. Like, again, the Matrix demo that we got a chance to talk about, the, the all of those layers that are in there. Quixel technology, which is bringing all of those cityscapes to life in a real way because of the mega scans that they've been doing and all of this stuff. This is a really cool moment that we're seeing. And it speaks a lot to what Tim Sweeney talked about a couple of years ago when he talked about the democratization of technology. He talked about pulling down a lot of these walled gardens and giving technology to people so that they can make what they want to make in ways that feel really, really fun and dope and give it to everybody and make it something that you can be a part of, right? So I think that that's super cool. Uh, the other part of all of this that I thought was just like really, really, really interesting to, to poke at was the folks from Crystal Dynamics talking about um, them now moving the next Tomb Raider game to Unreal 5. Again, I think a lot of the, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've seen so far has been, you know, movie level, game level grade stuff. Now seeing that a lot of people are adopting the technology and moving over to that engine, it was, it's going to be, see really, I'm sorry, it's going to be really cool to see what new stylings of things we're going to see like just how in depth and detailed are things going to be when we're playing those things on our consoles and all our computers right um that's going to just be freaking awesome to be able to see when those things kind of come into our actual hands we get a chance to play it like i think most folks have been using it and been playing around it in the kind of beta versions of it but now that folks are going to be in spaces that are going to be fully incorporating that stuff into their pipeline man like you know seeing stuff of like like how people are building levels and and all the stuff and the way they do an animation and metahumans and and all these things that looks a lot cleaner and simpler simpler air quotes 
wow, we're in a good space. It's going to be cool to see games that are really big use this technology to be able to make these vast, really detailed landscapes in those ways. Um, the last story, because again, this show is going to be super quick this week. We're not, we're not, have, there's not a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, the last story for our show, uh, for today is all about our, our good friend of the show. That's not true. He's not a good friend of the show. Um, is this cat is <laughs> I show speed. So I show speed, a professional internet screamer. Uh, and maker of bad content um, was pulled from all of Riot's games because he went on this wild misogynistic rant while playing Valorant the other day and it was nuts to see the video pop up um, on my Twitter and, and it's just wild to understand that like folks like this have millions of followers for the kinds of content that they make it just blows my mind that that's a thing that people want to watch and are excited for uh so i'm going to read a little bit from the kotaku article thank you to folks over at kotaku for sharing stuff it said that i show speed was banned from valorant and other riot game titles and potentially youtube for demeaning a female player in riot's tactical hero shooter uh he has since apologized for his for his behavior saying he was not having a good day in the clip that went viral the other day. Uh, he says, while moderation was speedy, the entire debacle sparked discussions about trash talking games and who gets a second chance when they are young and reckless. They say that I show speed has been known as, uh, as a variety streamer that primarily plays Fortnite and NBA 2K. Uh, I know he streams things like Five Nights at Freddy's and Super Meat Boy 2. He's been on YouTube since at least 2016, uploading gameplay videos here and there, but mostly rose in prominence in 2021 after memes of his explosive behavior. Explosive behavior often filled with physical or verbal violence towards the games, his teammates, or the camera. So here's the deal. So before we get into my critique of all of this, I want to share the clip in question that got him banned. I'll put up a a content warning right now. There's misogyny in it. There's a lot of cussing and screaming. There's a lot of nonsensical, awful stuff. So if you want to tap out right now before you hear this part, come back in about a minute 30. Totally do that. Um, And have a lot of conversations about that. But we're going to play a clip for what that moment was. And then we're going to talk about it right after this. And where she is? She's on top of the thing. Ten seconds no, left. Left. Ten seconds. Are you left? Fuck, man, yo, dog, man. Come on, bruh. Man, you gotta hit those shots, man. Man, shut your stupid ass it's up, nigga. Who was you talking to, bruh? Shut your nerd ass up, bro. You I'm gonna play this game. Shut up, monkey. Shut up. Shut your bitch ass up. All right. All right. You're at the fight. Calm down. Damn, bro. Shut up, bro. I know how to play this game. I'm not a noob, all right? God Obviously damn. You don't know how to That's play the fucking game. game. What? Like what, bitch? You're bitch? Is a bitch though. talking to me? Is a female talking to me? Am I, yo, no, no, no. Am I tripping? Am I tripping? Oh, wait, time out. Is a female talking to me right now? Is a fucking female talking to me? Get off the fucking game and do your husband dishes, bitch. Shut up. Fuck you, Fuck is wrong with y'all. Stop talking to me like that, nigga. Fuck is wrong with y'all, dog. I'm not one of these little lame ass Valorant nerds, nigga. Fuck wrong with y'all. Now fuck it, son. Spike down mid. 
Fucking nerds on my fucking team. Look like bitch, like who the fuck is you talking to, bitch? Fuck is wrong with you? Go, go do your life. Like, Last like, player fuck standing. standing. Fuck out of here. Ass, ass. Y'all are pure ass. Y'all are ass. Y'all are ass. Y'all are ass. Y'all are ass. So I've never had a bad day like that. <laughs> I've been on the internet for, I've been on Twitter for at least 13 years, right? I've been in so many different places where I've never had a day like that. I've never been mad like that in the chat. And it's, and, and you know, folks in the chat and in, in our Twitch chat right now, like folks are spamming W in the chat being like, that's a great thing to do, right? So professional screamer, I, I, I show speed, got banned for that, right? And this is also another layer of this, which I think is really, really interesting. If you think about folks who are making content in this way, who have gotten big over the past five to seven years, right? Maybe some a little bit longer than that, but this, is a, this isn't a trend that's new, but it is a thing that is really telling about society. It's a telling thing about some layers of the culture because it's not and I don't mean just our culture I think this is like gaming culture as a whole where if you think about the layers of stuff that has happened over the years right you think of folks like Angry Joe Show um, you think about Dr. Disrespect you think about I Show Speed you think about folks like Tyler One right so much of their content and the attraction to their content is about young dudes acting like assholes for no reason. It's all screamy, whiny, fussy ass content, right? And I feel like if you're gonna, like this professional screamer thing that people do, that people enjoy, I don't have any understanding of why that is a thing that people find entertaining. The wild thing about this is this cat has 6.9 million followers on YouTube. I've looked at his stuff. It's not good to me. I don't know who likes it. Maybe that's the thing for, for folks who are younger than I am where they like this kind of shit. But it is a thing that when we talk about the spaces that we all occupy as game players, this just can't rock. Sorry, it's not a thing that you can say and feel like there are no repercussions for it. I actually give massive kudos to my former rioters for blocking him from all of their stuff. I think one of the best parts about this moment is the fact that they said, this person who is so big is not allowed to play our stuff anymore. There have been lots of things that have been thrown at Riot's feet. Some of those things are absolutely warranted. Some things are not. This was a moment that they should be applauded for. I've had in my mentions since I, so one of the people who, uh, the person who banned that person, because what, so a little bit behind the curtains, right? Is, as a rioter, you, you know, sometimes you get stuff sent your way. Like, you know, we're all like, as a part, as an employee, you wind up seeing stuff and you're like, oh, well, let me flag that content and send that to our moderation team so that they can take a look at it. And hopefully there'll be some repercussions for that person and that player. Right. I've been in games where people have called me a whole bunch of names and talked to a whole bunch of shit. And I was like, well, I'm going to 
tell on you. <laughs> you're sorry. You're going to wind up getting banned for that kind of stuff. Sorry. That's what you got to deal with. You got to hold that LTHS. Because you're not going to make the space bad for everybody else because you, as a professional screamer, want to be that person who wants to be an asshole to women and other people in the space. And that is the thing that you're known for. What in the fuck is that? Where that is the thing that you are known for. You are known for being a professional asshole. What is that? I mean, sure, it got Donald Trump into the presidency, but I'm saying, you know, it's dumb that that's a part of that conversation in that way. And it's one of those things that makes me really mad. The thing that I would say, and, I, and there was a really good uh, tweet from Patricia Hernandez from over in Kotaku, uh, who talked about there is a little bit of a difference in the ways that we see some folks get um, handed down uh, repercussions as opposed to other folks. I don't, I don't, I don't see a difference between what I show speed has done in this moment and a lot of the stuff that Tyler one has done over his career. Of course he was banned, but he was reinstated. XQC has had a whole plethora of nonsensical shit that he's done over his career. That has been things that should have gotten him banned and not, he should not be making the money he's been making. Dr. Disrespect's whole name is about being disrespectful and he's done it. Again, another professional screamer in the space, right? So I want to applaud. So, so I want to say, yes, there is a absolute difference in the way that some creators who don't look like this get dealt with. And some other folks who look like this get dealt with when it comes to that point. That being said, I don't want to start giving folks like I show speed the, oh, well, because he's black. Well, maybe that's the reason why he got banned faster. It could be the case. You shouldn't have fucked up. You shouldn't say raggedy stuff like this out on the internet to other human beings. You got a whole lot L. And besides, you have 6.9 million followers on YouTube. This is definitely going to go up after an incident like this because the internet is also full of fools who like to support people like this. I've had in my mentions for the past two hours, People calling me coon because I said this person should be shouldn't have gotten banned a long time ago, right? The other layer of this, and I think this is a thing that when uh, that I would love to see Riot do, and it's kind of you can't do it now because you've already given that person space back, right? Is at the top of your game is Tyler One. Tyler One is also a person who has done maybe not as bad as this, but he's also a professional screamer, right? Where He's good at the game. No, nah, he's, he's all right. He's okay at the game for what I've seen. I watch his streams. It's, he's okay. But also that's a layer too of letting a bad actor who continues to call people retard and stupid and all this other stuff within the game. He is still getting cool shit from Riot. That's not, that's not good. That's the thing that I hate. I hate seeing that part, especially knowing how many really smart and brilliant people work at Riot who are actively trying to make their game space better so that everyone can play. That you wind up having this thing where you wind up saying one thing and doing something else and that messes it up for the folks who would want to believe you when you say that you are uh, trying to make your spaces better around the games that you make. This is a great step. I want to give them props and kudos for doing this. This is a great step. Happy that this is a thing that is happening. But... You have to be long and strong about that. You have to play the long game and be like, yo, 
We can't rock with you. You act up like this. You cannot be a part of our game. You cannot represent it in the way you can play it, but we're never going to support you. We're never going to say that you're going to get a chance to rock in there. That's not going to be a thing that's going to happen with our games here. So this is a moment in which professional screamer, you know, I show speed has decided that this is going to be the thing that he is now going to apologize for. I had a bad day. I don't know what it was. I was too busy calling bitches, bitches and all hoes, hoes. All this stuff is most of his content. It's mostly screaming into a camera, hitting something, doing something stupid, making a bad rap song. And this is the stuff that people love. I don't understand it. I wish I knew what was the driving force around stuff like that, that made people give that kind of content that many kinds of views. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. It's ridiculous. So I would say kudos again to our friends over at Riot, uh, all my old Riot fam for from putting, the, putting their foot down on this moment. I would implore you all as a person who cares greatly about all the folks that work there, continue to be like this continue to make that a thing that you lean into continue to be a place where you can say this doesn't rot and we are okay with losing people who are potentially big names in the space because they are bad for business and i think that is absolutely fine to be able to do so um word you know we're going to be doing some cool stuff here uh on spawn on me very very soon uh, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some changes that are going to be coming to the show before we let you all go. Uh, again, thank you for for rocking with a with a pretty short episode this week. Um, a couple of changes are going to be happening for Spawn on Me soon. We're still trying to figure out the best ways to do it, and I'm going to talk to you about why we're making these changes and why they're important. So the first change is we're going to be streaming on YouTube soon. So this show may be in some form, a split show. Uh, We've talked about a couple of different formats. Uh, One of the things that I want to say is like Twitch has treated me well throughout all of the stuff that I've been on on the platform for the past five, six years. You know, we've done fantastic work on the show. I am not leaving Twitch. Our show isn't leaving Twitch. Um, But our show is dying on Twitch. (laughs) It is not doing well on Twitch. And, And the reasons why are Twitch is a place in which um, you need to stream consistently and constantly. You have to be streaming probably two or three times a day or you have to be streaming two or three times a week to make sure that you are getting that 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 bump all the time, that you're getting that energy towards your channel all the time. Sadly, Spawn on Me as a show doesn't really work that way. We could split the show into two shows a week and do kind of short episodes, episodes like we did today. Um, but our show is mostly broken up into three parts, right? So it's like, or two parts, really. It's like the news of the week, three parts, news of the week, stuff that I've been playing, and then reviews or previews of stuff that are coming down the pipeline. Um, So what happens is I stream once a week. You know, we have almost almost 9,400 followers on our channel. We just passed the, we're almost at the 4.5 million views mark on, on, on here. We get an average of maybe 20 people in, into the chat on a show. That's not great in comparison to the numbers that we have and the numbers that we do, right? Uh, and the conversations and the quality of content that we do here on Spawn on Me. I'm a partner on Twitch. 
I don't want to lose my partnership. I don't want to break my contract. I, I respect contracts. I respect terms of service. I respect being able to work with people who I want to work with. And I respect the things that I have signed over the years. There's a couple of things that changes that. One, the to break your contract or to basically give away your partnership, you have to do, you have to basically put in a request 90 days before your re-update. Our re-update is in April. That means I would have had to have done that in December or January of this year. And I'm running around the planet doing stuff. I forgot, right? Um, but what, we, what you can do is there's a layer of a contract when you're working on Twitch that says you have basically 48 hours before you put up content on their platform before you can put that content somewhere else. So what we've been thinking about, me and the team have been thinking about, our friends over at Tyrus and other folks and, and other people have been thinking about, so we do the show here proper live on Twitch, uh, and then we restream it later on, the full VOD on YouTube, or we wind up splitting the show into a way where we just do news in one place and we do game stuff that's like what I've been playing and, and previews and reviews in another space. I'm going to put up a poll. I'm going to talk about it and find a way to like bottle all that up and, and then share it all with you on Twitter because I want to know what is the thing that you would want to go watch, right? All of you who are watching us on Twitch, I don't want you to have to go jump platforms to go see us stream over on YouTube. Um, but I do want to be able to pull in more people from the YouTube layer of it so that we can grow our community, grow our visibility and all that kind of stuff. So I, well, I'm going to try to figure out a way to make a, a happy compromise in there. Uh, maybe it's a thing where I stream twice a week. I stream here on uh, our Wednesday evenings, and then I go stream another version of the show on YouTube on Fridays, right? So there's a lot of changes that are going to be happening in that format. We're also going to be doing some potential format changes, uh, talking to our friends on Fanbyte who own the show, uh, and, and figure out where those things are going to land and, and, and stuff too, right? Like I want to be able to do live reviews and previews and stuff and, and showcase gameplay and those kinds of things. And then, you know, maybe like, uh, you know, what the monkey D Willie says in the chat, maybe we do the interview stuff here on Twitch, which again, we could take all that stuff and break it out and put it back over into, uh, into YouTube as well. So there's lots of ways that we're trying to finesse it and try to figure out good ways to do it. And all of this is on the benefit of all of you at home while also giving us a benefit of trying to find out ways that we can grow and, 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 and move our content in more places that feel like they are smarter moves. I just don't think that podcasting works really well in the format that we do it on Twitch. If we just had a podcast where people just talk shit for two hours, that works really well because just chatting does that all the time. But we do a very formulated show. Like there's a formula to our show. Our show has pockets of stuff that we could break out that would be kind of more and, 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 and more interesting and smart to live in a different place. So uh, that's the thing to think about. We're going to be workshopping that stuff for a bit and seeing where that lands and all that stuff. So, you know, keep your keep yourselves on on point for that. If you're already subscribed to the YouTube channel, thank you. You're amazing. and Awesome. Please hit the bell for notifications, all that kind of stuff. If you have not uh, hit us up on YouTube yet, go please do that work um and 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 subscribe over there because that'll be really helpful to all of us there 
Uh, YouTube part premieres are a good way to interact with the audience while creator watches the first show live with the commentary. That's exactly what we've been thinking about, Dirty Bird. So we will be taking this, doing a YouTube premiere, and I just hang out in the chat and talk to people in that way. That's definitely a thing that we've been thinking about as an alternative to be able to get this content in both spaces. Uh, so please head over to YouTube and subscribe to our stuff over there as well, because we're going to be doing this probably next month, because I'm going to be gone a lot of April. Uh, next week, uh, I'm going to be heading over to Atlanta uh, for the first game for the Fan Control Football League. So I'm going to be there doing content in Atlanta. So that's going to be pretty dope and, and pretty amazing to be able to do that stuff. Please go check out the People's Pregame on your podcast apps of choice. We've been doing a dope thing with FCF, with, uh, uh, with NBC LX. So your boy is going to be on TV this weekend on Peacock and NBCLX with our first video episode of the People's Pregame. So please go support that product. Please go support that content. Uh, me and Matt Batson, amazing producer, doing fantastic work, uh, going to be doing stuff over there. And then, yeah, I'm going to be gone probably the last week of April because I'm going to be on my 10-year anniversary trip. I'm going to be really, really happy to be able to go do that with my wife. Uh, and going and going and check that stuff out and, and you know I will not be on not be on the show that, that week uh, so last week of April uh, so I won't be there but we'll have shows next week and the week after that uh, and then the last week of April I won't be here because I'm going to be on my vacation with my wife for our 10 year anniversary um, so all I have to say thank you so much for rocking with us here on the show lots of things changing for spawn on me again we got spawnies coming up for next year we got a lot of things that are moving in the space we got something epic our second episode is up and ready to go it's on the youtube channel now uh and we talked about ember labs and uh kana bridge of spirits uh so we have a lot of stuff in that space too uh, and if you're watching here on Twitch, hang out for about five minutes. I'll be saying what's up to all of you on the after show and everybody else in listening on audio land. Thank you so much for listening to the show every week. Subscribe, share and give us a five star review. All that goodness there. And word, we'll see you all next week on Spawn on Me. Thank you so much for rocking. Don't be a professional screamer. Put some good out into the world. Much love to you. Peace. <laughs>